Good morning, everybody. Hey, it is Thursday. It is June 8th. Hope your week's going well as we uh, getting close to the finish of this first full week of June. We got unemployment numbers coming out today. We'll talk about that more when, hey, Dave's back in the seat today. And so looking forward to that conversation here in just a few seconds. Stand by for that to come up next. Hey, before we do, though, let's not forget that the world we live in, there are so many things that we just can't control. However, you can control the amount of risk you have in your portfolio. You need to know what that risk is and how it lines up with the amount of risk you should have in your portfolio. Give us a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule your core retirement design. With that, we've got Dave coming up next. Well, heck, I'm glad I'm here today. It's 840. 20 before 9, and it is time to check in on your money and find out what's going on to your IRA and your 401k on Wall Street. We got Philip Statler from Statler Financial Services on the line, and uh, yeah, I recognized your voice when we hooked up off the air for a little while, Philip. It's good to hear you this morning. How are you? Hey, I'm doing well today, Dave. It's uh, glad to have you back in the seat there. Uh, you know, having a week off, uh, you should have recharged your, uh, your buttons a little bit, and I figured I probably won't get to say much today. <laughs> Actually, once I've got a better handle as to what's been going on, once I'm gone, my flannel mouth will come back. Uh, actually, we've ever since the uh, debt uh, the debt ceiling deal went through, we've had on balance not a bad run. Yesterday was a mixed bag. Uh, the Dow was uh, was up by ninety one and a half points. Standard and Poor's lost a little bit, lost sixteen, and it looks like some of the bloom came off the rose on Nasdaq. Uh, it was down one hundred and seventy one and a half. The Russell though actually gained something. It down uh, up about thirty three yesterday. So mixed bag, but not a bad one by any standards, given the kind of swings we're used to. Uh, one of the articles I was saying is that I was seeing this morning is that uh, a whole lot of the amateurs are starting to jump in now on that famous syndrome, the fear of missing out. And that always scares me when the amateurs start jumping in and there really isn't a rational reason to yet. Uh, there's really not. We still got a long way to go before we're through this. And, uh, and, and, and I'm thinking at least my, my, my feeling is, is that, uh, you know, we've got another three to four quarters uh, before we're, we we can say this is gone and, and we're, we're past it. But, uh, you know, the next two quarters definitely going to be a lot of ups and downs. Absolutely. I mean, that's not necessarily a harbinger of bad news, but it does mean that we got a lot of stuff that we mixed into the soup, like all those interest rate increases that we haven't really seen the effects of yet. Uh, one of them came out this morning. Ireland and Germany both revised their gross domestic product numbers down, and that officially puts the eurozone in a recession. Not a big one, but uh, we can actually use that term. And I do notice that on my uh, press release talking about it, they say what some would call a recession, two, two quarters of declining GDP. We're still, we still have that little bit of uh, verbal pollution going around. Yeah, somebody wants to rewrite the definition because it'll help them. But you know what? The definition has been that way for, uh, you know, as long as I can remember. And you just can't go changing definitions. Absolutely. So the European zone is in a recession. One thing, given the fact that we've got a Federal Reserve Open Market Committee meeting next week, that probably is going to change things. At the very least, it's going to take all the bloom off the rose from the uh, 
from the guys that are pushing for another interest rate increase. We were expecting 238,000 first-time jobless claims this morning. We get 261. That's the biggest number of people dumped out of the unemployment rolls in one week since, uh, what, October of 21? Was that it? Yeah, exactly. From October 21, the biggest number we've seen. And and that's a pretty big jump from where it was last week at 232,000 first-time claims. So, And I didn't see the continuing claims, but I got to think that uh, they've got to be increasing as well. Uh, but that's, um, I, I think when you look at it and you think about the Open Market Committee meeting next week, that uh, this will be some good news uh, for them. Now, we've got more stuff coming out next week, which is going to be important to them, too, as they go into that meeting. You know, they're going to have the CPI number and the PPI number. I think that those two numbers will really give us, a, you know, if we can get the numbers we need there, that'll kind of seal the deal, I think, for at least uh, the next month or two. Absolutely. If I remember correctly, and I am foggy on this, didn't the uh, PCI inflation rate, the thing that that Jay Powell watches so carefully, wasn't that about on expectation when it came out early last week before I left town? Uh, Yeah, it was. It was was kind of where they wanted it to be. Um, So So that's showing a slight downtrend on that as well. So it's beginning to auger at the very least in the direction of a pause in interest rate increases for next week. Uh, yeah, uh, and, you know, you add on worldwide, if, you know, if you look at the, because, you know, look, we're not isolated, right? I mean, everything in the world circles around and, and you know, you've got the information coming out of Europe now. Yesterday, we talked about China and um, they're uh, missing big time on some of their numbers. And, and so I, I think that shows that worldwide that we're seeing a slowing economy. And you make the point, yeah, I mean, if what, what happens across the two ponds can affect us as well, even if we've got our poop relatively well in a group, which we're not 100% sure of, but it begins to appear at the very least we're landing softly. In a vacuum, things aren't looking bad, but then I'm seeing the Eurozone going into recession, China missing their projected numbers by a country mile, and eventually that's going to end up becoming a contagion that comes over here as well. It will. I mean, well... It could, right? I mean, you think it would come across the pond, especially given the numbers we saw coming out of uh, China. But, um, you know, who knows? It's uh, I'm, I'm still hoping for a soft landing. Yeah, we're still hoping, obviously, because the indications are it looks like we're heading in that direction now, everything taken in a vacuum. But we've got things to watch from over the ponds as well in the process. It does merit noting that uh, the uh, Standard & Poor's 500 closed yesterday about a half a percent from entering what would be defined as a new bull market. Now, we've been talking about bears for the last year plus. I'm starting to see my tip sheets using the word bull all of a sudden. On balance, I'm considering that relatively good news. We're at least getting used to the uh, new reality of changing interest rates and a much higher interest expense figure for the companies that we trade stock in. Well, we are. And so, but I'm seeing a lot more comparisons of year over year numbers too um, in some reports. And, and I think that that gives us the indication that, that you know, we are slowing down because sales are, are down significantly. I mean, I think yesterday we saw some companies that were down 27 to, you know, 30% uh, revenue numbers from the um, the year before. So in the same quarter. So, so we are seeing a slowing in the economy. And so far, I mean, we're still seeing, I mean, yeah, other than this report saying we got first time claims up, um, 
there's still a lot of jobs out there. I mean, the JOLTS report, you know, so we still have over 10 million job openings. So you know, until those things kind of reconcile out, I, I think that that may put us on target for a softer landing than, than what I even thought we might could have. Yeah, the unemployment, uh, the employment market itself is is pretty much the engine driving this economy for the moment, even while we're putting more people out of work, which on an individual basis is bad news. But overall, from a macro standpoint, it's what we need to see. As long as we got all the people out looking for people to fill jobs, by and large, on a macro basis, the employment picture is really what's driving our engine right now. Yeah, it really is, Dave. And that... Uh continues because it's still hard to find good people. And so, you know, wage inflation for high quality folks is, uh, is still there. Absolutely. You were talking about, we're talking about people that actually have jobs bringing in an income. What was that number? You had like 40% of the population polled is now looking at the notion of, okay, month to month income, month to month expenses are getting kind of close together. And I don't like this. huh? Yeah, it was, uh, uh, Market Watch had an article on how uh, you know forty percent of the folks out there are struggling to pay their usual bills, and that's not good news either. Finally, me well, I, I, my reaction when you told me this was uh, okay: five percent inflation, three percent wage hike. Eventually, one catches Let's, up with the other, doesn't it? You there? Yeah, now I'm here. I'm here. Okay. I'll stay there for a minute. <laughs> just kind of catches up whether you like it or not. Uh, <laughs> speaking of people doing uh, better than expected or worse than expected, it's kind of the uh, tail end of the uh, of the household names on earnings season, but uh, the people that own K Jewelers, Signet Jewelers uh, reported. How did they end up doing? So Signet Jewelers, they actually um, they beat um, on on earnings. Uh, revenue was was good as well. However, uh, for Signet Jewelers, they had a rough Mother's Day. Um, they did not have, they had softer than expected sales uh, during for Mother's Day, and they lowered their full year earnings and revenue guidance, as well as um, some guidance falling well short of expectations for the second quarter of this year. And so they're getting hammered pretty big today, down 9.4%. Ooh, <laughs> beat yeah. the street, but uh, but change the but change your guidance. That's kind of a ticket to get in trouble, isn't it? It definitely is. There's another company I never heard of before. Um, they're getting slammed today too. It's called Hashi Corporation, and what they do is they are a, a cloud-based computing system. Um, and they uh, first quarter earnings missed expectations, revenue beat expectations. Um, they're talking about uh, some spending cuts, including reducing their workforce by 8%. Um, so they're trading down today like 21%. They're just too full of merry sunshine this morning, Philip. Just one of those days today. I, I don't know if you saw this, but GameStop, they are, uh, you know, they've, uh, their chief executive officer has left. I think they asked him to leave um, their shares because of that. Down twenty two percent this morning. I guess uh, the investors liked him. I don't. I don't know. But um, yeah, so a little bit of a deal there. Maybe he's joining the president of CNN on the unemployment line for a while. <laughs> yeah, I was going to mention that too. <laughs> Absolutely. Other yeah. news items that really don't affect it. We do need to mention. Just came across my ticker a little while ago. Uh, Evangelist Pat Robertson, uh, the. Uh, 
the Christian TV network star and uh, evangelist. He ended up, he passed away this morning at the age of 93 years old. He lived a long life, didn't he? He, he really did. And uh, he was uh, you know, in and out of the news quite a bit uh, over our lifetime. Oh, yeah. Ran for president once, ran one of the big uh, evangelical TV networks for the longest time. His uh, son has taken over a lot of those helms, but by and large, he's been kind of in the background for a while as his health declined, but 93. Resetting the table, mixed bag yesterday on Wall Street, 45 minutes before we open this morning. What are we looking at in the futures market, Philip? You know, it's not a lot better this morning, Dave. The, the Dow 30 is down a tenth of a percent right now. S&P 500 is up not quite a tenth of a percent. Big mover right now is the NASDAQ 100. It's up about a quarter of a percent. On the other side of the coin, we got silver making a big move up one and a half percent, trying to get back to 24. It's at $23.88 an ounce. Gold up six tenths, still well below 2,000. Crude oil um, is heading definitely the wrong direction, up seven-tenths of a percent. The highest we've seen it probably in a week now, $73.04 a barrel right now, Dave. Now, what did you guys do while I was gone? It was like $68 a barrel when I left last week. I don't know, man. I'm, I'm guessing you, you used a lot of oil coming down back down here, I guess. Maybe the airplanes I took must <laughs> They were sure full, so I'd bet at the very least there were some efficiencies to scale. Overseas market, I got a mixed bag on the Asian rim. For the most part, the major markets were up by a tinge at the 6 a.m. close this morning, but there were some exceptions. Over in Europe, it's kind of surprising. After the official designation of being in recession, for the most part, markets there are up. The British markets are only off by seven-tenths of a percent, but I've got mostly green ink midway through their day in Europe. The uh, retirement plan that you got does not is not something you should determine your strategy on day by day. You got to have a plan. How do I find you to get that plan, Philip? Yeah, that's exactly right. And that plan means you got to know how much risk you have in your portfolio. That is the one thing that you can control. But you need to know how much you got, how much you should have. Give us a call. That's exactly why I developed the core retirement design. Eight six three three eight two zero zero three seven. And uh, catch the Statler Financial Radio Show this weekend, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk 730, 95.3 FM. And back here to tie the ribbons on the week tomorrow. Why does it feel like Monday to me? Oh, I haven't well, been here. That's it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Have a great one, man. Take care. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler. Remember. Hey, folks, again, I want to thank you for joining us today. Have a great day. Join us again tomorrow, same time, same place. So long. Till then.